What's up, everybody? Welcome back to episode 12 of Impactful Conversations. Thanks again for tuning in, for all the support. We, Me and Trevor both uh, appreciate it greatly. Today's guest is Jalen Adlam, great friend from none other than Campbell University, where we get, seems like all of our guests, but we get into a deep conversation. Um, we talk about vulnerability. He talks about his time on MTV, how it helped to shape him in the person he is now, um, and then got into some more conversation about what he's doing and in his modeling career and pursuing that and uh, his love for fitness. So I think you guys are really going to enjoy it. So without further ado, the great and powerful Jalen Adlam. And we are live. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome, this is welcome. episode 12. Uh, we are now getting into the low double. We're almost a teenager here. We're almost a teenager. <laughs> so the, uh, our guest today is the powerful and great Jalen Adlam. I, I love and it. We are ex- I love that. And we are excited to have you, man. Yes, we are thank you for coming on. You. Thank so you for coming on. So we really appreciate man, it. It's of course, a, of and course. As I've been saying, it's another group. And, and Jalen, I told uh, ever, tell everyone that comes on this, it's from Campbell. Trevor is also a Campbell grad. So the Campbell Network is strong. Oh, yeah. The Campbell man. Network is strong. <laughs> so We're strong and growing, man. It, it, it's Campbell's everywhere, man. I'm telling you. That's right. That's right. So first of all, thanks, man. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for doing this. We really appreciate it. Of course. And looking yes. forward to Thank catching up on, and, and kind of going through everything. So, uh, I mean, kind of just how we, how we usually get started, man, is just – you know, kind of go through, you know, I know you're doing some modeling stuff. You're into fitness. You know, you, you were on a, you were on a MTV show. I know, kinda, what? Kinda, kinda I'm freaking everywhere, right? And I was going to say, <laughs> you've kind of done it all, man. You've kind of done it all. So kind of just kind of walk us through, I guess. Um, and you play football at Campbell. So kind of walk us through, you know, I guess like, you know, your early days getting and deciding to go to Campbell, playing football, and then kind of what took you the path that you went now? Yeah, man. Yes. Uh, so getting started, I mean, um, so I'm originally from Houston, Texas, uh, moved to uh, the great city of Atlanta uh, when I was about 10 years old. So moved there. My, my mom's job transferred uh, to Atlanta. So we moved there. Uh, so I went to public school in Atlanta, then uh, in eighth grade, ended up going into private school here in Atlanta, uh, wonderful high school, Mount Vernon Presbyterian, uh, go Mustangs. Um, so that was, Mustang. that, yeah, that was a, those, are, those are the high school days, uh, small school too, you know, pretty small school, um, which would come to actually shape why I ended up choosing Campbell. Um, it was a pretty. What, what was the graduating class, Jalen? If you don't mind me. Yeah, asking. yeah, about fifty. I think we had fifty-two graduating class. Wow. What? Yeah, small. You're lying. Wow. Small, I'm talking to My like graduating you class know, was four hundred. You know, exactly. You know, I knew everybody. <laughs> so wait, so name. were you the most athletic? I, were you the most I, I athletic? Got voted most athletic. I absolutely. There you go. All right. All right. <laughs> absolutely. Fifty-two people. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know, if I if I wasn't right, then then. <laughs> I'd have, been, I'd have a lot more questions for you. Yeah, if, if I had, if I, if I had made it that far and wasn't even the most athletic in my school, that might right, not have had some right. big fish in a small pond, though. That's true. That's true. <laughs> maybe you're maybe you're one of those. Maybe that's what it is. I, you're that big fish. I'm gonna take it. That that part actually did kind of kind of plays a role, man. All that stuff, all that stuff shaped me, man. It was a uh, it was great, but yeah, nice small high school class. Uh, and so, uh, but having that having that kind of small class size is what ended up making me uh, pick Campbell. Um, I ended up just growing up really comfortable. Uh, you know, like I knew all my teachers, you know, like personally, you know, where they, they gave me like, you know, I'm getting life advice from my teachers at this point. 
you know, because mm. they talk to us so much, you know, they get to know us so well. Uh-huh. And, um, and again, it's like one of those right. high schools, you know, everybody in the school. And uh, I, I always got that feeling of not being like a number. So right. that uh, that ended up caring with me. And so when I, when I had uh, some opportunities to play football at a few schools, um, I ended up going with Campbell. It, it just it, it felt right when I visited um, it had a it had a good small school mix. It was a small town, smaller town than what I'm used to. Obviously, I'm a city kid, being from Houston and Atlanta, so uh, going to uh, the middle of nowhere, North Carolina. Seriously. Big uh, <laughs> so, uh, and, and I was gonna, I want, I kind of want to know like about your recruiting process, yeah. right? Like when you when you came to Campbell, like how was how was the recruiting process? You know, what was what was the you know besides the the small nature of the school mm-hmm. being comfortable there? Like what was the other driving factors because we talked to uh aj artist as well i think came in at the same time did he come in at the same time as you did yeah right? yeah AJ, AJ same was same class. Yeah. Yep. i was gonna say we all came in at the same time mm-hmm. i thought so you know what what you know he talked a little bit about you know their the, the senior class was kind of moving out they were on their like fourth year so the ability to grow the program is that something that like also drove you or was there was there different kind of things that like kind of pushed you towards Campbell besides just the small factors? Yeah, there was there was mm. definitely uh there were definitely a few factors. Most of them were just were just kind of the familiarity of the situation. Um, I know when I came into Mount Vernon, it was actually a very similar situation. Uh, that you know it was a small school. Um, they were really just getting their football program started for the most part. Um, and so kind of when when I got the the story about Campbell, it was it was really almost kind of the the exact same thing. Um, they had just kind of restarted the football program not too long ago. You know, we're talking about, you know, the facilities and things that they were, you know, looking to grow and improve on it. And it was really um, for what was it was it was the same offering that I had in high school, which was a, a chance to be a part of history. You know what I'm saying? Mm. To be a part of something, something new, something, uh, something, you know, that kind of uncharted territory. And man, that, I don't know. That was always such a strong draw to me um, to, to create something, to carve out something yourself, because uh, I, I feel like, you know, there aren't that many of those kind of opportunities. So I was like, man, For sure. I get a chance. I'll take, I'll take those. Right. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. Good. You know, it, it's like you get to start with a fresh stone or a fresh piece of clay instead of kind of already having the, the pottery made. Yeah. Right? You're able to kind of help. And then, you know, when you, when we look back, you know, to, and you look back 20 years from now, you can say, yeah, I was, you know, I was there, you know, the fifth year of the program came back. We helped mold what, you know, when Campbell's the number three team in the country playing Alabama, you know, in the college football city final. Exactly. We gotta look, you, know, you can look back and say, Hey, Hey, I was, I was, when the, when the rock was rusty, I was there. It's something about being a part of it, something original, you know what I'm saying? Right. Something, something new, something fresh. And I know, I know when I left high school, um, I think my, either my junior or senior year was the, was the first winning season in the program's history. So, you know, that was something I got wow, to be a part yeah. of. You know, the, we were the first winning season, for, you know, one of the first teams to make, uh, like, playoffs. You know, I got to be a part right. of that stuff, man. And it, it just it feels special to be a part of something like that. No, for sure. I mean, that's and then and then too, you were there. You were there when the coaching change happened, right? Yep. When Mentor came in and all. So, can you talk talk a little bit on that? Like, was it a was it a big change? Because I mean, I went through it the same thing with with wrestling. I'm sure Trevor, you went through it at some point. You know, was it a big culture shift, or was the culture kind of already being there, but just needed to be brought up? Kind of. Can you talk about a little bit about like that change or that shift in going from one head coach to another? Yeah, man, know? that was um that was actually one of the things that uh. I didn't. I hadn't really gone through uh, in in that kind of manner. So I'd had it. Mm-hmm. I'd had it some in, in in my high school days, just because uh, we ended up switching. But it was it was early on in my career, it was my freshman year. 
Um, it happened a Got little it. bit later at Campbell um, where we had an entire coaching shift like that. Um, and, you know, that, that that stuff, you know, and, you know, a lot of people think, you know, the sports are, you know, solely about the players. But that stuff has a it, – it has an effect. You know, it, it affects the mental. It Absolutely. affects, you know, the, the way the, the chemistry is. Um, you know, because different coaches have different styles, you know, when they come in. You got you got guys who are, you know, energy guys. You guys got, you know, more mellow guys. You got you got guys who are about, you know, fundamentals and basics. You got guys who are about, you know, flair and extravagance and all those different things, you know, play factors into a team. And um, so, you know, coach. But the main know, thing yeah. that you may be worried about is that playing time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well, we can talk about all the other exactly you know what opportunities am i going to get you know and so it, 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 it that's exactly what it does is open up that window for opportunity um and that was actually exactly what i got you know so when i came into the coach Steele, um that was who recruited me you know there's always kind of a a, a level of you know closeness and respect there um but you know during just during that time we we, we just weren't doing well um, you know, we, it was a growing program and there was, you know, there were the growing pains, you know, and I don't, I, I'm never a proponent of you can put it all on a coach or anything like that, but right. You know, and you were just seeing that the, that the, it wasn't, it wasn't great improvement over, you know, what was expected. And I thought mm. our team had a lot yep. of talent. And so when, uh, when coach Mike came in, you know, it was, it was almost kind of like, uh, kind of, you know, open, open season, you know, it, it's prove yourself, you know, cause this is somebody who's coming in now and you're like, all right, he doesn't know, you know, the, the the crappy, you know, fifth string guy from the from the starter, you know, right. you know outside, you know, probably some film that he watches on the team. But it, it's open right. season to prove yourself. It's it's who's gonna who's gonna earn what. And um, I know when they first came in, I was a I think I was third string at safety. Um, I think I ran wow. with the C's, um, the C squad, and I ended up actually working my way to starting uh, that that first year. Um, so. I was definitely happy about the coaching change. I'm like, oh, well, I'm playing now. <laughs> you know, so, so I like this guy. This is my guy. Um, but, you know, my whole my whole college career, that ended up actually defining my whole college career was uh, coaching changes. Um, I ended up with mm. four or five different position coaches uh, throughout my career. Um, and my, I, wow. I played four and a half. So, you know, I had a redshirt year and then played my extra semester. Um, four or five different position coaches two different head coaches, um, two what, or what three different was the coordinators. Yeah. And what, what was the biggest what, – what, what would you say um, was just the top two things that really propelled you as a player um, in, the, in those coaching changes? What was, what was like one of the defining things? Uh, not, not just that you had the opportunity, you know, because they didn't really know you, but like what, what, what were like the, the – I guess the differences that, that really appealed to you? Uh, as far as like the coaching changes, yeah, yeah. Um, I like that. Uh, well, Coach Mike, he had the that, that NFL pedigree, man. You know, that was one mm. of the that was one of the the shiniest things that came mm. in. You know, it's like, man, I I knew who this guy was. You know, before he even came in. You know, and they were like, uh, so you know, we're bringing in Mike Minter. I was like, from from the Panther, Mike Minter. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> the Mike Minter, the safety guy. No, I was like, guy? the safety. I was like, man, I remember that Super Bowl. I was like, I remember that guy. Mm. You know, and of course, right. you know, I don't like know him, know him, but I was like, man, I know who that is. I was like, you know, I was like, it was a great safety, man. I was like, man, and, and you know, that was the position I played with safety. So I'm like, I, I gotta, I, what, what better opportunity is there than an NFL safety coming and being your head coach? You know, mm. so I was like, bang, this is, this is, you know, this is amazing. 
And right. then um, I know the other thing about Coach Minner when he came in was, man, he, he, he came in with, a, with, man, such a fire. You know, it was such a fire under him. He was, he was a very energy guy. Um, and he was, he was very much a, you know, a player's coach. You know, he was, he was a guy who really wanted the players to be, you know, motivated about what they do and perfecting their craft. Um, and, uh, you know, of course we still had our struggles at the beginning, man, but those are probably the top two things I really liked about him when he came in. No, that's, yeah, no, that's, that's really good. I mean, that's, and, and, and I, I could imagine, like, my favorite player all time growing up was Brett Favre. So, like, I can only imagine, like, right in the, <laughs> Oh, yeah. Like, like, you know what I, I mean? Like, I, you just. I, I forget you were a cheese head, man. I could never forget <laughs> I could never Big, forget big time cheese You know, I'm a big Cowboys fan, man. So. Yes. Well, yeah, how are I'm you so a Cowboys sorry. fan? What wow, is wrong man. with you? I, what's wrong with me? You mean, what's wrong with you? No, a I'm Patriots a look, fan. You know who I live in. You know who I live in. They live in fantasy land up there in Boston. <laughs> they wear this championship growing trees. I'm about to tell, tell, tell me about your seasons now. Talk, talk to me now. <laughs> it's okay. We'll take the growing <laughs> pain just like, just like you went through. We'll take Man, it. Man, we're still when going through it. Exactly. Yes. yes. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. That's true. Well, at least you know now you're getting uh, – Prescott's getting paid, so he's he's probably coming back. Man, so they need uh, to pay him. <laughs> so, but, no, so kind of going back to that, the one question I did have, and we talked about this a little bit before we got on, on the air, was you talked about you do a lot of self-reflection, right? Mm-hmm. You, you you look back at yourself. Like, I'm going to ask you to do some of that right now. I'm sure you've probably done this in the past, yeah. obviously. But, like, in college, like, what do you think, like, was, like, who like you felt like impacted you like as a person and it doesn't have to be one person mm-hmm. necessarily but like it throughout that college career that helped motivate you to you know push forward to be like the best you could be in football to to do the best in the classroom to graduate do all those things and then the second one is like it was there an event or something that happened during your time in college that like changed your mindset or changed your outlook on what you wanted to do you know Ooh, like man, we're getting deep. That i love this yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we go deep. We go deep. <laughs> we're in the ocean. We're, we're in the middle of the ocean. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, if I if I had to probably pick one person, uh, specifically like Campbell, because uh, prior to that, I mean, my parents were always a great great motivating factor for me. Um, but right. you know, I feel like that's probably a, a story everybody probably hears. Everybody's parents, you know, great outside of it. Um, <laughs> that's, right. that's right. But my parents were definitely one. Um, but specifically at Campbell. I would have to say uh, Coach Carter, man, uh, Coach Andrew Carter um, was probably one of the one of the biggest influences I had at Campbell. Um, I had a I had a pretty up and down kind of career at Campbell, um, you know, and, and I'll tie this kind of into your to your second question. Um, but, you know, when I came in as a freshman, uh, you, you know, and a lot a lot of athletes know this, but you end up spending a lot more time with a, with a strength and conditioning coach almost than any other coach um, that you, Mm. that you have time with, you know, they're, they're there for your games for the most part, Um, you know, and, and, you know, I can speak only to really football, you know, I'm not sure how, how close they were with the other sports, but um, you know, they're there for our games. Uh, You know, we, we work with them just about every day in the weight room. Um, You know, they're there for our practices and, you know, things like that. Um, And, you know, there's people we talk to and that, that get to know us probably some of the best. Um, and Coach Carter was always one of those guys, man. You know, he was one of the guys, you know, I joked with, you know, when I came in as a freshman, I was freaking scared of him, um, <laughs> you know, because he's, he's the guy who yells all the time. And is, oh, for and sure. they're on the freshman. Oh, when you come in, they're on you, man. You know, you, you don't weed them out. spoken to. Yeah, they're, they're trying to weed <laughs> out at that point. You know, it's like don't speak unless spoken to. You know, you're afraid to pretty much yeah. approach anybody that's not a freshman. Shit, sounds like the military. I, I was <laughs> gonna say you're. <laughs> it, it feels that you're way when you're first going in. 
Um, you know, that's so interesting to talk about Carter because I, I mean, I know from my time at Campbell and then even speaking with AJ, you know, that's uh, somebody that I want, I want to talk to in depth because he's had, I mean, just my time at Campbell, I mean, the amount of people that I've talked to that Carter has had such a big impact mm-hmm. on yeah. people's lives, man. Carter, it's, the it's, crazy, okay, can I jump in here? Sorry, yeah, Paul. yeah, go ahead. Of course. I, I had Carter when he was an assistant. And the crazy <laughs> thing to hear all y'all talk, talk him up is crazy. Like, I knew Carter when he was an assistant assistant. He was, and I mean, seeing it's him. because you're old, Trevor. So <laughs> I, am, I am old. That's okay. That's okay. I, I'm, I'm like, fine, fine. I get better with age. Uh, okay. <laughs> there you go. So, you know, it's, it's but I, I would say the same thing. Like, even knowing, um, I, mean, I, I call, just call him Aaron. I was like, this is, I don't even know. I'm, like, because he, right. he was like my same age. Like, we was like he was like a grad assistant when he first came in. And um, but I will say to I mean I didn't mean to cut you off, Paul, but it, it is like he was um, I could tell even at that he he was very studious, um, very always asking questions, always in the uh, uh, on the on the cusp. He was very in, that's the word. He was very innovative. That's what mm-hmm. I like to say. Right. Um, well, even it, even when we were there, he was making us do. Uh, and I I would you know even on the later path of my wrestling career, I would really. Um, Oh, a lot of what he taught us, even about how to just train your body well, and, and these new ways to mm-hmm. to really maximize um, your your physical and your you know your sports performance um, was was really knowledgeable even at that early time. So yeah, yeah. No, well, that's the crazy sure. part. Like Car- Carter's like, even, there's so many people I know too that were not. Like, so, like, wrestling at the time, like, we were not under Carter, but everyone on the wrestling team knew who Carter was. Mm-hmm. Carter was showing up to all the games. He yeah. was always, like, there talking to you. And it was, so it's just, it's interesting to see, you know, and it's, like, he did have an impact, and, and then you guys got the front hand, first, first person impact with the guy, and then, because, you know, when you're talking to someone outside of the weight room or outside of work, per se, you mm-hmm. know, in quotes, like, it, there's a little bit of a different persona, but the more people you talk to that actually worked with him, and they have all the same like positive things to say and how how you know how he impacted people's like life moving forward. It's 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 super interesting. It's super cool that you know Campbell's lucky to have him, right? Definitely. Campbell's lucky to have the guy. So yeah, right. Um, and I know he so, shifted more so, administrative now, I believe. So I'm, yeah. I'm a, I, I message him from time to time, just telling him you know how how happy I am for him, man. And you know he deserves that stuff because you know I was there. You know obviously when he was you know directly over us, just with working with football and. You know, right. I, so I kind of watched, you know, where he ended up going, you know, as I was kind of tailing, that was where he was starting to move up there. But, man, and God you, deserves and it. And did you, were, were you working, did you do any internship or anything with yeah, him I while did, you were in? Yeah, I did. I ended up doing like 300 hours of interning at, uh, at Campbell working with strength and conditioning. Um, and, man, Damn. I can't, I, I honestly can't thank him enough for, for the, for, you know, the actual opportunity I got to work with the actual teams. You know, um, mm. at, at, at a lot of places you, you'll intern. You're you're making peanut butter and jelly sandwiches for the athletes. You know those those coaches do not <laughs> want you messing with their athletes. Um, right, you're making the protein shakes exactly. for they're, athletes. Yeah, they're, you know they they stay the hell out of the way. You know, right. um, do not mess with our athletes. You know we don't. Yeah, don't don't touch. Yeah, yeah I don't want you talking to them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and you're back to being a freshman all over. Exactly. Week. Don't don't that, talk unless exactly I tell you. To talk. <laughs> exactly what it is. Um, but you know, I actually got to work with you know work with the athletes because there was a level of trust there. You know, he he knew he knew me personally at this time. Um, he knew mm-hmm. my work ethic in the weight room. He knew what I understood about, you know, about the weight room, um, you know, and he, he knew me. So, you know, I was kind of granted that opportunity that, you know, a lot of other places I wouldn't have had. And so it was where I got to actually work with the teams. I got to work with uh, wrestling. I got to work with uh, with wrestling. 
um, volleyball. I got to work with soccer, um, men's and women's. Uh, I got to work some with tennis. Uh, I didn't really get to work too much with basketball. They were a little more uh, uh, their their stuff was a little separate. Um, so MTV, that's a that's a well known <laughs> name. <laughs> How? What was the process? I need to know the details because I'm always. You know, back in my younger days, I was like, damn, I always want to be on NTV. I, I never <laughs> right? did it, never pulled the trigger, never did. Like, I'm like, the damn, real how do world I, how do I get, how, yeah, exactly. I'm like, how do I get on this? So talk, walk me through, like, so you graduate and like, not like, or did you think about this? Like, what was the process like for you to get? Uh, uh, God, how, how, uh, how, how foul can my language be? Oh, it can be foul. As, we, as, as, as anything you want to say. Yeah, I, yeah, was, yeah. I was bullshitting. I had no fucking clue. <laughs> I was completely bullshitting. Um, so I've uh, luckily, uh, you guys aren't the first to ask me this question. So, so I, I've, I've got, I've, I, I talk about this fairly often. Pretty much anybody new I meet who ends up finding out that I was on TV is like, so tell me about TV because I don't care about anything else about your life now. And I'm like, eh, fair oh, enough. So um, we'll, we'll get into that afterwards, but I want to know this. <laughs> no, no problem. Dude. It, it's one of the most, one of the fun things I can fucking talking about. Uh, I love talking about it sometimes. It, it's therapeutic almost to this point. Um, so I graduated from Campbell. Um, I had a general idea of what I wanted to do. Um, but I had no fucking clue how to go about it. Um, and so, you know, in the midst of kind of figuring that out, so I've graduated Campbell, I moved back home to Atlanta with my parents. Um, and I've got no clue exactly how I'm going to do what I think I want to do in life. Mm. Um, so in that, uh, I am eating a bowl of cereal on a Saturday morning and I'm flipping through channels and I land on MTV and are you the one season four is on. Um, so I'm watching it and okay. I'm, I'm watching the episodes and, and it's just like a marathon. So they're just going through the episodes and, you know, they, and they call it trash TV. And I, and I, you know, you, you, you know, why it's bullshit TV. You gain <laughs> absolutely nothing from watching it. Um, but it's, it's that guilty pleasure TV where you just, you just keep watching. You're like, Oh uh-huh. God, why am I watching this? But what's you the, get what's sucked into the characters next? and everything. Yeah, exactly. Else. You're like, yeah. oh, I don't want to watch this anymore, but I need to know what's going to happen next. Right. Um, they, they leave you with that cliffhanger every do, time. That cliffhanger. You. You're like, damn, now I have to watch the next one. And they then like, hook you in. No, you're 15 minutes in. They're like, well, I'm already 15 minutes in. I might as well go ahead and finish watching this episode. Man, every time, every time. So God, I have some, <laughs> I got some, one I thing got you both didn't learn from sports is discipline. And no, clearly, but I got, I got, sorry, keep going. Yeah, man, I got sucked into the episodes and I was watching it and I do what, what I think everybody does when they, when they watch those shows is they go, Man, I could be on this fucking show. Yes, <laughs> right. Yes, you go yes, a million. Yes. You know, the, in the for the for those I guess who have never heard of the show, good for you. But um, you're you're doing actually probably pretty well in your life if you haven't heard of the show. Um, <laughs> so the show is called Are You the One? I was on the fifth season of it, so season five. Are You the One? Um, so the premise is uh, by standard, it's ten guys, ten girls. Um, are put in a, a mansion. Uh, previously, it was in Hawaii for the first four seasons. My season happened to go to the Dominican Republic. Um, Ooh, so we were, okay. that, was, that was my time out of the country. It was technically my second time out of the country. I'd been to Canada before then, but uh, my first real time where I felt like I'm out of the country. Um, right, right. And away yeah, from, where I'm like away, away from the mainland, you know? And so, yeah. And so we're in the, we're in the Dominican Republic and, um, 
uh, so ten guys, ten girls. You're putting you're putting a mansion, house, whatever. Um, and your objective is to eat. Everybody in the house has to figure out who their perfect dating match is. So uh, somebody of the opposite sex. Uh, I think later on in around like season eight or nine, they they did the gender fluid season, which I have no idea how they figured that out because um, <laughs> I'm like, if it could have been anybody, like if you stuck me in that house and then told me it could be a guy or a girl, I wouldn't. I would like, ah, oh, well, fuck, I'm fucked. Um, there's, yeah, no there's, chance, there's no chance, right? Yeah, like how do I figure this out? Yeah, so um, I, I didn't. I didn't get to watch the the later seasons that came after mine. But uh, when I heard about that, I was like, good luck to them. Um, <laughs> uh, so, but yeah, ten guys, ten girls. You're trying to find your perfect dating match, and you're all you all win together, or you all lose together. So there's a pot of a million dollars. Um, everybody finds a perfect match. You all split that pot of a million dollars. Um. And you y'all uh, fucking kiss and, and walk off, right? Um, yeah. Except that's not it. Yeah, except yeah, that's keep, yeah, not yeah. how it happens at all. Um, so I end up uh, sitting there watching the show. Um, so that's kind of the premise of it. I sit there, end up watching the show, and I go, I can do this. And so I Google it. Um, and a questionnaire comes up from uh, Lighthearted Entertainment, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I'll fill this out. But at the time, I... I, I don't legitimately think I'm actually going to get on a TV show. You know, I'm, I'm feeling it out, and I'm just kind of bullshitting at this point. I'm just kind of goofing. You're right. a good-looking guy. I see why you got on. Hey, man. Thank you. <laughs> so part of the thing was, is I didn't really believe that at the time. I thought I was all right looking. You know, I, was, I was like, I'm average. Slightly above average, maybe. Uh, but I had had uh, the, uh, what, I, what I would come to learn is pretty fucking standard. I, I got stuck in that high school, middle school uh, ugly phase. And I had just accepted that I was ugly. And I was like, oh, I don't get that much attention from girls. You know, nobody really talks to me. I must be ugly. All right, cool. And I just went on about my life. I developed a personality. I got funny, apparently, um, because that was my, my thing was I, I was, you know, I just goofed around. I treated everybody. You know, I was cool with everybody. Um, made, uh, you know, I saw people as people. So, you know, it wasn't like I looked at girls as like just some object for, for me to conquer. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, you're probably right. not interested in me anyway. So nice to get to know you. Um, right. <laughs> you know, yeah. I was always the, the friend zone guy or whatever. And so, um, and so, you know, I, I just didn't have, I didn't have that, that uh, confidence in myself at that time, as far as, you know, looks wise to, to really approach women or very be humble. forward. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, very humble, Jalen, very humble. Hey man, you know, we are who we are. Uh, <laughs> and so and so that was kind of that was end up actually kind of being like my my character um in the story you know in the show as far as kind of how they portrayed me um these fuckers called me the uh the ugly duckling who didn't realize he had become a beautiful swan and i still to this <laughs> fucking day want to know who on mtv wrote that or who, who wrote that because they got to come see me they got to throw hands <laughs> I get that I thought I was ugly, but I didn't accept that shit from anybody else. Like nobody else could just right, like, hey, right. You can't. You can say yeah, it. Yeah, you can say it. it. No yeah, one else can say know, that's, it. Yeah. That's for me to feel. So you still haven't found out? You, did you? Did you? You did your research too? I, mean, I know you, so I know you were probably asking around too. Like, yo, which producer has put that in? Nobody would. Nobody would name names. Nobody would name names. Nobody would name names. If they hear this, Team, name, okay. I'm looking for Team, you. Oh, no, sorry. <laughs> I want to know. All right, because this has always been my thing. Like, mm-hmm. how do, how do you or do they pay for all this shit? Or like, how does that happen? Like, do oh, they fly yeah. you out there? And you, like, I want to know the logistics. So, like, you get put on the show. <laughs> 
then what happened? So, like, you get a call from them. Like, did you have to interview? I need Dude, to know all that the interview. Pro- so, <laughs> I, I applied for the show, I think, in early March. Um, okay. And the process, I didn't end up leaving for the show until September 20th. So, I applied wow. in early March and didn't end up actually getting the call to go on the show until September 10th. So, they told me about 10 okay. days before they were actually going to fly me out. So, this whole time mm-hmm. through then, I'm doing a mix of, like, Skype interviews, um, yeah. They're sending me questionnaires constantly. It, I mean, I mean, to the point where, like, I, I legitimately would tell people, I was like, they know me better than I know myself at this point. Um, <laughs> I, filled, I, I filled out so many. So the, the final portion is they flew me out to California. So I hadn't even told wow. my parents about this at this time that I applied for this show. Because, again, I'm under the impression, I'm like, I'm not going to get on this fucking show. So but you're a grown-ass man, though. You're, like, you're out of college. You're 23. Yeah, I don't, like, I don't, you're, I don't you're, have to say anything. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right, right. right. But, but I'm living at home with my parents. But I, I just hadn't said right. anything. Because, again, I'm thinking I'm not going to actually get on the show. But so they're right, like, hey, right, right. You're just right, kind of right. going through the motions. Yeah, exactly. Until they fly you out to California. And then they fly me, they're flying me out to California. So I'm like, oh, hey, mom, I'm going to be in California for, you know, three days. And no parents are going to be like, okay. You know, they're going to be like, why? And so I was like, oh, yeah, I had to apply for this show on MTV a while back. Uh, and so I, and it was funny. So when I told my parents, two completely different interactions, uh, reactions, <laughs> completely different. I told my mom, I'm like, yeah, I applied for this MTV show and they're flying me out. She goes, what? You're going to be on TV? Oh, my God. That's so exciting. I tell my dad, my dad goes, doing this this is not at all like what you said your dream was or your goals were at all what are you doing <laughs> my dad was like so, so i was like i was like and they were both completely right it was super exciting but what the fuck was i doing um both of them right. are absolutely correct um so talking so to you the fly out to cali yeah so talking to the just so they fly me out to cali i land in cali they hand me a like 547 questionnaire that they're like you have oh, to have this done my. by tomorrow and so she's like you probably want to get started on that now so I'm in L.A. traffic, just bubbling in more questionnaire answers. Uh, so they pay for that. So everything, I mean, everything up to this point is paid for. Um, nice. I pay nothing okay. out of my own pocket. Um, so they fly me out. They fly me back. Um, they pay, you know, for a little food that they, they bring, uh, kind of like a room service. or they, you know, kind of little mm. food that you want there. Um, mm. Then they finally uh, called. I almost backed out like two or three times. Um, but they were like, hey, you know, we want to have you on the show. It starts September 20th. Do you have your passport? And are you ready to go? I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm shit. I'm good to go. So September 20th comes around. You know, they 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 get my ticket and everything. They you know they fly me out of Atlanta. Uh, fly- How many clothes do you have to pack? Did they tell you this? I mean, they tell they 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 tell us kind of the premise, and then they kind of tell you to pack like accordingly. So they're like, you know, you're gonna mm-hmm. want to bring athletic gear because you have to do challenges. Um, you know, okay. bring leisure okay. clothes for you know clothes that you wear around the house. Um, and then, you know, you, you'll want to dress up a little bit for the ceremony days. So, you know, some nice clothes yeah. as well. So it's kind of a good range. I think I ended up bringing maybe three, two or three, two, about two or three, like, duffel bags. I brought my, I brought my freaking Campbell duffel bags. That's what I brought. Oh, hey, <laughs> there you go. Shit. <laughs> uh, my sports duffel bags. And so, um, so everything's paid for up until then. And we, we get to the hotel. Um, they they have a thing individually in the hotels too, so you're 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 isolated. And this was the mm. this was probably the most like fucked up part about it is it's it's I mean it's 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 not much better than prison, man. I, I kid you not. It's it's we're we're just locked in a hotel room. Uh, for about what, what do you mean you're just locked in up like when you land or like yeah. So we land we land in the Dominican Republic and we have to get in vans. 
So now the thing about the flight is you can tell that there's a very, there's a oddly weird crowd on the flight. It's, it's people who look like they're going back home. You know, people who look like they probably either live in the Dominican Republic or have family in the Dominican Republic. There's yeah. people who look like they're going there for vacation. And then there's just kind of like attractive young guys. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, huge difference. Like, like by themselves, yeah, like just chilling. Yeah, like, just kind yeah. of like sporadically placed throughout the plane. And so you, you're kind of looking around because, again, you don't really know anything at this point. You're kind of yeah, looking around yeah, and you're yeah. like, I think, I think some of these young, People. attractive guys might be yeah. some of the guys on <laughs> yeah. the show, but but you don't know. And so right, you know, they pick right. us up. We all land, and then they start you know kind of breaking us off because we're not allowed to speak to each other at this point. Like we're not supposed wow. to know each other um, because yeah, it's okay. for continuity of the show because we're technically competing right, for right. a prize. So you can't really yeah. know each other. Um, so you know, it's it's just kind of everybody kind of like looking at each other. Like, is that is that one of the guys? Do I think that's one of the guys? And so you know, they they put us in bands. I think we were like two by two in bands. Um, and they they dropped. Were you blindfolded? No. Bro, if they if they tell you to put a blindfold on, that's when you immediately are like, bro, I'm on a fake show. I gotta get the fuck. Yeah, out I'd have been like, uh, is- I don't belong here, man. Send me back. Which is funny because when we pull up to the hotel, uh, and uh, the guy is Tyler. Um, he he was one of the guys on the show. Can can always vouch for this to this day. In the van, I mean, completely unabated. I'm just sitting there. Tyler's sitting across from me. And again, I don't know who he is yet. Um, but I look out of the window. We, we pulled up to the hotel in the Dominican Republic. I look out of the window and I go, what the fuck did I just do? I say it out loud. <laughs> I say it. I just out loud just look and I go, what the fuck did I just do? Because I don't, I don't know why I'm here. I'm just in the Dominican Republic for a TV show now. I've never done this in my life. This is not exactly. where I thought my life was going. What the fuck did it's I just do? What did I just get myself into? And so now, did they did they take your guys' phones yep. away from you? Yeah. Yep. Or... Yep. Oh, yep. yep. So for the first, Damn. I think like day or two, we got to have our phones. But again, we were there for a week in the hotel room, and again, you're isolated. It's just you, and you're not allowed to talk oh to anybody else. God, you're not allowed to do shit. Nope. You're just in a hotel. You can't. You can't leave TV. the room. Yep. You can't leave the room. And remember, I'm in the Dominican Republic. The TV is yeah, Spanish. So you... Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> And so, dude, it was driving me fucking nuts. So the only there's only a few channels in English, one of which is the music channel, the music video channel, which plays, you know, for the most part, American songs. Uh, So that's why uh, Charlie Puffs, uh, We Don't Talk Anymore, uh, Sean, what's the song by Sean Mendez? Um, I know I can treat you better. Oh, that, that oh video. God. Oh, uh, yes. Yeah. By Dua Lipa. Um, <laughs> all these songs. Not, Green Light Go or something by Pitbull. I, these songs are fucking burned into my head. And anytime <laughs> I hear them, I, I immediately go right back into that room. I have some kind of PTSD. It's fucked up. Yeah, you do. Um, all right. So, so now you're, you're, you're out for a week. Yeah. Now where do they take you? So we, uh, a hurricane ends up going by finally. Um, I forget what hurricane it was at that time. Uh, so the, finally the week is over. And again, we've been completely isolated during this time. And so finally they, they're like, all right, we're ready for you guys at the house. And so they bring us to the house and um, we're seeing all the, you know, as they're driving us through, we're seeing all the production set up. You know, there's cameras and, you know, cranes and this stuff. They're moving around and they take us down to the, to the beach. And it's the first time we're going to uh, see the girls because uh, we, mm. we haven't seen a girl. 
Oh, we haven't seen a girl. Forever. <laughs> oh, it, it, they knew what they was doing. Yeah, like, she it, was, it was cool. <laughs> yeah, the juice was flowing, dude. I'm yeah, the, the girls were hanging out at the spa, oh. relaxing. They put the dudes in solo rooms. They're like, no. Nope, uh, apparently, rooms. they kept the girl solo too. But I think the girls, okay, the girls okay. fared. I feel like they fared a little better than we did. Um, <laughs> so you know, when you, you're you're finally meeting the other guys, dude, you got to You got to watch it. It, it. Sitting down with with somebody who's actually been there and watching it is one of the funniest things too, because you know we can talk about like, oh, that didn't happen at that time. That was editing. That was pretty, well, here's oh, what really yeah. happened. That's, dude, oh, that's what you're telling us right now. Keep going. Keep going. Yeah, we yeah. Don't have so, a lot of time. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. So, I'm excited. So yeah, we go down. We go down to the beach, and this is the first time we're seeing the girls. Uh, so you know, we've kind of gotten to like see the other guys, and you know, it's natural sizing up. But you know, everybody's like cool. You know the guys are cool with each other for the most part, um, right? And so we get down to the beach and we see the girls and we're like, oh, okay. And you know, like, okay, so okay, so this is this is who we're all you know competing for or who we're all trying mm. to figure out. This is our pool of women to figure out who our perfect right. one of these women is our perfect dating match. Okay, and so then they bring in the surprise, surprise, which we actually didn't know. There's an eleventh girl and an eleventh guy, so they're bringing in one extra guy and one extra girl, which fucks the numbers up. It makes the percentages harder. It's it's one more couple you have to figure out. So normally it's yeah. ten and ten. Now it's eleven and eleven for our season, um, and that means you have to split the money with with two more people. It's all bad. At this oh, I've been pissed. I've yeah, been pissed yeah, right there. I'm like, well, that's. Um, can can I ask you a person? Yeah. What's um? What was it like? Like, how did you feel? This is always a question I have with these reality shows mm-hmm. and whatnot. Like. How did you feel with like a fucking a fuck ton of cameras there? Like, were there just are there cameras literally <laughs> everywhere? My God! Yeah. Like when you watching this, they're like, there's cameras in the bathrooms, there's cameras in trees. Everywhere. I'm always like, <laughs> I'm always like where did they put these cameras at? <laughs> everywhere. So uh, they're they're like the and how did that make cams? you feel? Like how how was it easy the transition? Like how long did it take for you to get like comfortable with it? I don't you so here. I, okay, so so I'll, I'll explain how the how the kind of setup was, and then I'll, then I'll talk about that part. Um, so the cameras are essentially like robo cams that they have installed in the house, like everywhere. They're pretty much covering every corner of the house. Um, mm. and it's, it's so that they can catch all action at any time, you know, whether they, mm, um, right. you know, just in case, but they also have actual camera guys. Those are the ones that they're trying to get most of the action on because that's the, that's the high definition stuff. That's the, um, that's the main TV cameras. Um, those mm, guys, mm. they're the funniest ones. Because they're the ones that are, you know, essentially like popping up out of a bush to like film you and a girl talking. <laughs> you know, those are the ones that, that always kind of make you laugh in the back of your head because you're just like, I'm trying to have this conversation with this person. And all of a sudden, a dude just kind of like peeks around the corner with a huge ass camera and just like, uh huh, keep going. <laughs> That you're must, like, bro. I was just getting. I was just in. I was just in my fields. Now I got. Yeah, but I, I want to like, speak. I want to speak to the humanity of that. Like, how did that? Like, honestly, make like you're over here trying to like honestly trying to build a connection, but yet you know it's like being videotaped. Like, are you like nervous in the beginning? Like, I guess <laughs> for me, I'm trying to think about that. I'm like, I would be nervous as hell. Like, trying to talk to someone half naked in an amazing place, but like still trying to have like an intimate moment. I kid you not. The hardest. The hardest thing to do was to avoid doing the uh the gym from the office look to the camera that was the hardest no, thing not to do just yeah, to what, do mean, what do you mean what do you mean when you when you kind of so, turn and, yeah. and break the break the was it break the fourth wall break the third oh, wall, break the fourth gotcha, wall gotcha, by like looking yeah. into the camera and being like yep this is the situation i'm in you know how Jim kind of does the like stay <laughs> yes oh yeah yeah. 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 yeah here we are again yeah, yeah here we are and again. that was the hardest thing not to do because they, they're literally they'll be like up up close to you at sometimes and you just kind of want to look down and be like hey what you doing 
you know, and, hey, uh, but they, you know, they'll kind of tell you off camera. They're like, hey, you know, don't fucking do that. That we can't use that footage, so don't do that. Um, so you eventually, I, I, I kid you not, it's weird, but the the human mind and body is so adaptable. You just kind of get used to it. Like it just becomes a thing. You really don't notice them anymore. Like you notice them, but it just mm. doesn't affect you anymore. You're like, yeah, they do that. Um, right. And how which long were you guys there tricky. for? Uh, forty. A total of forty days. A total of forty days. They uh, so on the show they they call it a week on the show. So like if you're watching the show production wise, it's called a week, but it's really only three days in real life. Um, it's challenge day. Mm. It's challenge day. Then it's uh, truth booth day. Most fucking MTV shit ever. Um, and then uh, ceremony day. <laughs> yeah, the truth booth. Um, I remember I was locked in on uh, when I found out you're gonna be on the show. I'm pretty much I'm pretty sure everyone that was around our age group and at Campbell at the time was locked. They had the, the Campbell audience absolutely locked <laughs> in for, for to find follow Jalen. Like I'm like bro, Jalen's man. I'm like, I gotta follow this dude. Dude, here. I love it. And and I was so like pumped for you for you to uh, yeah, that's pretty They're good. gonna split this money. That's gonna be great. But then. I, I, you could speak on it because every show up to your season, right, had won yep. the million yep. dollars. Yep. And, and to be and to be honest, I'm, this is when I was watching the show. I'm like, man, these shows are all bullshit. bullshit. Right? Everyone exactly. wins at the end. Everyone wins at the end. Like it's made to be happen. The wins at the end. And if you want to speak on what happened for you guys, that I, and that was like for me, that was like, oh shit. I guess everyone doesn't win <laughs> so you had the exact same thought process i did i was like oh man, i'm about to get paid i'm about to get far out of this whole thing i'm good and so i'm going into it and, and had i really thought about it they actually needed a losing season um because it, mm. you know and because exactly how you they thought pay, is exactly what happened. they just paid four million dollars out exactly <laughs> And I should and and there were signs. When I look back on it, there were signs. One, everybody had been going to Hawaii before, so kind of mm. some of the information that I kind of heard, and this is a lot of this is hearsay, none of it's really verified. Um, right. But was that the fourth season was actually supposed to be the losing season? Mm. Um, however, they gave them such like good camera work because the fourth season was actually one of the like best seasons. Um, they gave them such mm-hmm. good like footage that you know they were like fuck it let's you know we, we, great season you know you guys gave us all the the footage we wanted and you know you guys really participated you know had great conversations and so they 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 couldn't help but kind of give them the the winning season too so they end up transferring right. the losing season to us but i didn't, <laughs> I didn't fucking know that at the time i'm thinking everybody right. keeps fucking winning I'll, I'll take my fucking million dollars let's go you're like this is a guarantee like let's you go think, i is, thought it was and so, um, so this is, you guys are kind of getting the inside scoop for me. I don't know how much of this stuff is like out there, but, um, I think we're past the, the my two year mark of where I can talk about this stuff. Cause our season. You had to sign an NDA for two years. Yeah. Yeah. We couldn't talk about any of the shit. Um, oh my God. like any of the, any of the background stuff. Uh, cause well, I'm right. glad. Thank you for coming on. This is the stuff, stuff that we wanted. And Dude, for yeah. our listeners, you're getting a, you're getting an inside scoop. of Inside of scoop. Yeah. If you ever wanted to know how like our specific season went. Um, we're, we're fairly sure, again, all hearsay, so I can't say any of this is verified because I don't actually know, but I was pretty, I was fucking there. So, um, they, the, they kind of fucked us. Um, so we end up going through the show and the thing about the show is you can kind of math it at the end. 
you can really just kind of right. do math towards the end. Uh, you, you know, so the, all the conversations and things, they're, they're good for, for the show. But really, as long as you kind of pick and you can, you, you really just kind of have to pick for the first about like seven weeks. And then after that, you have enough information with the truth boost and things like that to start really kind of just mathematically figuring out who needs to sit with what for, right. for, to try to get how many ever many beams. And you watch it, anytime you watch a season, you'll see in the last two or three episodes, they start doing math. Um, where they're like, hey, right. such and such, you sat with such and such this week and we got this many beams, so we need to try this one. We end up figuring it out. So we, we all end up kind of sitting together and we're, we're like reenacting some of the ceremonies um Derek was a big head of it uh Carrie she was another one of the big big uh heads behind like trying to trying to do the math and and I remember I was I was there for the conversations when we end up uh popping bottles because we were like we figured it out we were like all right and so we had a 50 50 shot with two weeks left so if you have oh, a 50 50 so shot in two weeks right. <laughs> it's, it's the same as me giving you a, a single question test and it has the choices are a and b and I tell you, I'm gonna let you take the test twice, right? <laughs> you should. All yeah. you have to do is yep. pick an answer the first time. It doesn't matter if you're right the first time. Boom, you win. If you you're win, wrong right, the first right. time, you know the answer is the other one the second time. Correct. You're so correct. we you we were anyway. guaranteed to win. We know we know we're gonna win at this point. Because if it wasn't one uh, scenario, all we had to do was uh, flip flop it. Um, because everybody there the were three scenario. couples um, that we were between that each had uh, one person they could have. Um, right. And if you, mm. if you rewatch our season, they, they highlight those three couples. I think it was Derek, uh, Derek, Tyler, and oh, fuck, I forget who the third guy was. I know what um, I've been watching tomorrow. Yeah, <laughs> but it, they, they were the three. They were the three couples. And um, and so we go through it and we're, we're pretty much guaranteed. We're like, we know we won at this point. And so the thing was, is we have to remember it's TV and they they need kind of. Mm. shit to shit to film and the mm, conversations and having that figured out and trying to figure out who who loves who and building that connection is is an integral part of the show and once we figured it out we kind of shut the fuck down we just started kind of kicking it like we were mm, like ah, it doesn't right matter at this point plus we've been you know people have been hanging out with their no match couple like you know people have been proving that they're not a match together but they're still like and just making out with that person not really getting to know anybody right. else so it was kind of set up for us to look like we're fucking up because we kind of were um, but we mathed it. We right. figured it out. Math. So fuck you guys. Um, right. We and, won. And yeah, they fuck, said, yeah, oh, they it. said, oh yeah, fuck us, fuck you. And <laughs> and so we had we had the down to the fifty fifty with two weeks left. So it comes down, and I love I love Shannon to death. So I, I again, I'm not like mad at her or anything. I just don't know what happened. Um, but for some reason. Shannon, although she agreed with our plan and said she was going to fucking stick to it like everybody agreed to, she ended up going against the plan. So, mm. oh, she, the show paying her under the table. Exactly. So I would like to know what happened. So you're starting to think we some need... of the same things we started to think. We're like, <laughs> because we're like, we're, we would have won money. Why would you do this? Right. You're guaranteeing yourself money right. if, they, if she makes exactly. the decision you guys talked it, about. Like, you're, you're guaranteeing, guaranteeing yourself it at this point. So, right. so we look at it, and so how this works is um, in, on the back end is uh, we have to, whenever we choose our person for the, for the ceremony day, um, we have to pre-choose them, actually. We have to write a list of a top three that we're going to pick, and you cannot, uh, cannot go off that list, so you can't deviate from that list. 
You pick who you want to pick mm. first, you write them in number one. You pick who, if that person's unavailable, you pick who you would pick second, and then third, if that first and second are unavailable. If your first is unavailable, you pick number two. There is no, there is no change in your mind. They'll literally mm, stop right. the shit and say, hey, pick who you said you were going to pick, like, if you, if you don't do it. <laughs> so, right. so, you know, and that's how the producers maintain control. So a lot of people wonder, is this mm. all scripted? No, it's not right. scripted. Um, but we can only operate within a certain pin. Uh, like they mm, keep us within a certain range of things that we can do. And that's how they maintain control. And they, they, they didn't generate the narratives based on that. So say if I like a girl and uh, Paul, you like a girl too. Um, and they want to start some shit between us. Uh, they might, they right. might let me pick before you. If we had the same number mm, one, uh, let me pick before you. Gotcha. And the host Ryan, what he'll do is he'll go. Uh, so Jalen, you picked, uh, you know, Alicia tonight. Uh, Paul, you had a, uh, a a pretty good connection with Alicia. How does this make you feel that Jalen picked her? <laughs> and they they they, right. they, they want to see what the fuck you say. Do you go, right, you know, right. hey, I'm not worried about that guy. You know, I think she'll pick me. You know, are you going to start some shit with me? Are you going to play it cool? They want to see, you know, right. and that's how they generate the narrative. That's how they generate the story. And that's how they maintain that's control. That's interesting. So, really interesting. Yeah, and so we have to pick a three. So... Shannon had, we've told Shannon, essentially, you can pick either this person or this person. Here's how we're going to do it. So we tell everybody who they need to pick. And so Shannon's like, I'm on board. I'll fucking do it. So <laughs> she has, uh, I think she was supposed to pick either Derek or uh, Derek or somebody else. She picks who is her, who's her heart choice the choice from her heart mm. so this whole time she's kind of had this like uh on and off thing with tyler where they've pretty much been kind of a, a couple this whole time and we haven't proven that they're not a match yet um but they've been just kind of kicking it together but he's not who the math dictated would be her match right and so we gave her an a and b and she fucking picked c there wasn't a c. <laughs> oh my god she chose c when the only answer choices were a and b so when she chooses c the whole plan's fucked and so I, yeah. we, we yeah. now we end up, and so of course we they, we don't get the matches that we thought we would, and so we didn't we end up not learning anything. So we end up with the exact same fifty fifty chance, but now it's on the final week. Right. Um, so we didn't learn anything. If if she would have just stuck right. to the plan, we at least either win that week or we lose that week and know for well, sure we what know, for sure. the last week. Yeah. yeah so, so, yep. Something smelling like something smelling fishy. <laughs> <laughs> and so again, love Shannon to death. Uh, still love her to this day. She just had a baby. Congrats on your baby, Shannon. Um, congrats, congrats, yeah, Shannon. Congrats, yeah. Shannon. Um, and so we we have no idea what happened. Um, Damn you you, happened, you, but... you you end up could, everyone could win a hundred k. Yeah. Yeah, well no, it would have it would have came no. less. I oh, because it's eleven, right? Because like, it's eleven. Twenty two total. But it's twenty twenty two total. total. Yeah, yeah. That we oh, twenty two total. Okay. Yeah. So and it's, so I think it would have came like out half like of that. So 20, like fifty. Like fifty K. It would have came out like twenty five thousand like after yeah, taxes like that, yeah. that we probably would have. Oh, after yeah. taxes. Okay, yeah. Gotcha. But still, like you that's said, still, that's that's like, that would have paid off my car. I'd have bought my car cash if I if I if I'd have had That's what I'm saying. And that's and that makes the forty days worth exactly. it. But that's what I was going to ask you next. Mm-hmm. I, I want to, I want to transition from this to kind of what you're doing yeah, now yeah. as well, like in the modeling aspect and stuff. But the one question I will have, for, like, when you were leaving, like, while you were there and when you were leaving, did you develop like, and I'm sure, like, friendships or like acquaintanceships that like you still maintain to this day? Sure. And like, do you think that was a like a big like? Do you think you grew on that show at all, or do you think you like? You just, you know, made friends that are helping you grow now. Um, I, I grew a lot, actually, from that show. So um, 
it's I, I end up actually having one of the like lowest points of my life on that show, dude. I mm-hmm. I drank way too much uh, one night and I I just fucking broke down. Like um I on that show, it was a great experience. Um, but again, being a very intrinsic person, I'm used to certain types of connections with people. And right. uh, I'm, I'm usually pretty perceptive about people. And a lot of people, what was confusing me was the fact that normally uh, I'm a person that if I recognize certain qualities or traits, I just kind of, you know, walk away. You know, if I'm like, oh, that person mm. doesn't necessarily, you know, fit me or, you know, seem like that. Yeah, well, we don't like, well, you know, that person right. doesn't necessarily have my best interest at heart or, you know, I can't, I get a weird vibe about this person. I usually just kind of back away and find, find a kind of a different space to operate in with that person. I'm never mean or, you yep. know, bad to anybody. I just, find, you know, find a way to keep myself out of, you know, fire from yeah. that person. And right. I couldn't do that because I'm stuck in a house with these people. So there, there is no, mm. I can just walk away, you know, no matter what. Right. And one of these girls is my perfect match and I have to figure it out. <laughs> and so um, I was kind of struggling at that point. You know, nobody was really clear to me my perfect match. Um, who was my perfect match? I'd actually already thought, like, there's no way. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I, it was just like uh, again because I actually know myself better than the producers and the matchmakers of actually know me because right. you're a layered person you're not just one way um, and again they looked at me right. as somebody who like completely lacked confidence and it wasn't that I had no confidence um, or like was completely unafraid to approach girls I just didn't I just needed more uh, more security in my <laughs> in from the girl before I would approach her that way Right, and, right, um, right. They thought I needed somebody to be like, "You're my boyfriend," and I was like, "Oh no, no, that's just, that's not what I need." You know, <laughs> not, yo, I ain't trying. Yeah, yeah, I ain't trying to deal with that. Right. And so right. that's what I ended up. Your style. You know, yeah, that's what I ended up kind of learning about myself was, um, throughout the show, mm-hmm. the, kind of some of the same things initially kind of happened. Um, people had you know kind of a general interest in me because I was nice and friendly, um, but nobody really wanted me or you know like sought after me really. Um, and so I ended up, you know, being cool with everybody and the friend zoned, of course, or whatever. Um, but by the end of the show, I, so many of the girls had saw that I was, you know, consistently nice. I, I was the person who like cooked dinner for everybody. Um, uh, with some of the other guys, you know, we cooked dinner, you know, cause, uh, a lot of the girls Chef juice in the building, I cooked people. I used to, uh, chocolate chip pancakes. That was my fucking thing. I'd make breakfast for everybody in the morning. Ooh. I used to get up Ooh. for everybody. Um, I'd make breakfast for, you know, everybody for the house. I'd wash everybody's dishes and shit because they were messy. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, if you guys hear this, clean up after your damn selves. I hope you've grown up. <laughs> um, but I ended up having a really low point on that show. And like I said, it was just from um, me just kind of being like, I, I don't know what's real and what's fake. Um, you know, mm. the, the people that I'm dealing with, I don't know if they're putting on characters, you know, for, for when I interact with them because it feels like sometimes I get different vibes, you know, from, from people. Um, and, and it just threw me and I wasn't used to surrounding myself with people who I, I are, could be fake. Um, right. You know, and now some right. of the people of course were, were who they were. Some of the people were putting on fronts for the show, you know, to be characters because, you know, it's about, it, it becomes about the following that they can garner from it. Um, they, right. they know that right. like, there's a social media element to all this now. Um, and it's like, oh, the followers that I'll get after this. And I was in it for the science and the money. I was like, I want to understand the science right. behind like what a perfect match, what I should be looking for. And I want to get paid from this. I was like, dude, that's what I was in this for. But, you know, a lot of people were in it for, especially that social media element of being able to, you know, sell flat tummy tea afterwards or, 
um, right. you know, whatever. And so that, that, yeah, the, any kind of product that yeah. they, could, they could market themselves. Exactly. With. Right. And so, right. um, you know, I ended up learning a lot about myself, but, uh, the greatest thing was I ended up getting a lot of self-confidence, man, uh, after the show, because it, it, it validated in me who I, who I thought I was, um, and, and mm. who I thought I, I wanted to be in the world. Um, because like I said, while I wasn't the most touted pick at first, Dude, a lot of the girls at, by the end of it were like, man, I really hope you're my match. You've been like the nicest person, like consistently throughout. You've mm. always tried to take care of everybody. And that's just my nature. You know, that's always who I was. Right. I used to, you know, I cook for my you. roommates back yeah. in college, you know, just to make sure everybody's eating. And that was just always who I was. Um, and it that's just how it came about at the end was everybody was like, man, I, I really hope you're my match. Um, and of course, by this time, I'm like, fuck you guys. I've been, I've been the same person for like 30 days now. Right, right. But now everybody, you know, and now everybody's like, oh, you might not be so bad. I'm like, yeah, no shit. I was like, I've been this way yeah, since like, yeah. um, <laughs> But, you know, just kind of that feeling that I was like, okay, so, you know, who I am isn't bad. And, you know, and what I ended up learning was I was like, I can be who I am and the right people will actually notice that off gate. They'll, they'll, they'll want that from the beginning because they'll see those characteristics and go, that's what I'm looking for. And it was one girl, Carolina, who finally verbalized something that I had never heard before. But she told me, she was like, you feel like a final destination. You feel like a husband almost. Um, she was mm. like, and you just seem like you have your shit together. And she was like, I feel like I just don't right now. And she was like, I feel like if we were to get together, I would end up fucking up and fucking it up with you because I don't have my shit together yet. And I would end up ruining, like, being with somebody who, like, is, like, the person that you would seek to want to be with. And I was like, what? I'm too good? <laughs> I'm like, shit, I'm too For good? all you ladies out there, y'all are fucking confusing. <laughs> it, 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 it threw me off. I had never heard it before. Um, too nice, too good. Was, like, that's I a wild too good. thing. Like, and I was like, oh, okay. And, and that's not some, like, two violent horn shit. Like, I'm not. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> no, I'm, we, you're we're very late, late, ladies, I'm the greatest guy ever out here. <laughs> you guys all just pass me up. You don't know. I, I have my own flaws and shit, too. Um, but I just never heard it verbalized that way before. Um, and that was really kind of eye opening. And, and um, of course, you know, all these girls are like, you know, they're Instagram models and, you know, they're beautiful women. So, you know, getting right. that kind of feedback from, like, you know, beautiful women, it, it made me be like, ah, okay, so who I am is, is great. I can be fine in who I am. And I mm, made it on TV, yeah. so I don't look as bad as I thought I did. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm, a, <laughs> right? little bit, maybe I'm a little bit better looking than I thought. And so you're it, easy on the eyes. Yeah, I was like, okay, so I'm not I'm not that ugly, and you know, shit, I can apparently resonate with some attractive girls with with my actual personality too. You know, these girls liked who I was, and I was yeah. like, I was like, okay, you know, shit, man, you should you should have some confidence about yourself, man. Be you can be a little more confident in who you are. Um, and you know, that was marginal at that time, and then um, it really just kind of grew as as I kind of kind of got older and. So uh, kind of like you talked about some of the some of the modeling stuff that I, I do now, um, it's still pretty low level. Um, one of the one of my other teammates actually, uh, from back at Campbell, uh, you might know him, Paul uh, Trevor. You might know him too, uh, Matt Ferris. Um, mm -hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he uh, he does uh, photography. Um, if 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 you want to see some of his pictures and some of mine, Five uh, X Media is his Instagram. Um, 
and we'll throw it we'll throw it in the bio and everything dude, yeah, so everybody man. can go check it out yeah, yeah absolutely. um but uh when he when he started doing his photography stuff you know it was kind of really like uh, we were kind of doing it just to, you know kind of mess around for him to kind of try stuff on you know try stuff with me because i'm not gonna judge him i'm like oh dude i don't know how to you know do whatever you want yeah i don't know how to model and you, you know you're learning the photography stuff and we just we just worked together and a lot of the early pictures we took you know they were they were great and so we we're like, man, let's keep expanding. So you know, we're we're mostly just kind of expanding now, or just kind of just kind of getting started with it, really. Um, but man, he his photography is really growing and booming out in KC right now. Um, that guy is working constantly, and I love the work that he's been doing. So, you know, he really kind of was the first one to be like, man, dude, you should really consider like modeling, man, because you know it, right. it was always hard. Because even from the show, I have a hard time taking myself seriously like that, like being like, oh yeah, I look good. You know that that, right. that makes, right. it just makes like me that laugh, guy, right? being that person, yeah, like yeah, being like, like being oh, that yeah, person, right. like everybody. Yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah. yeah, and so he was, but he was one of the ones that was like, dude, you should really like consider it. So, you know, I'm really, like I said, I'm really just kind of getting started with it. Um, I haven't really gotten anything like professional yet, but um, just kind of gotten started in that avenue. And um, the fitness is something I've always actually been into. Like I said, I was doing interning with Campbell and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I love working with kids, man. I love working with youth, and so. Um, you know, sports development training for youth and, and mentorship has always been one of my one of my big things. And that's why I'm really trying to uh, get into it. So I'm doing it some on the side. Um, I just I just became a big brother in Kansas City um, through Big Brothers Big Sisters. Uh, congratulations, man. man. Thank congrats, you. Congrats. I'm excited, man. I'll, I'll get started uh, in the new year. Um, since I'm down here in Atlanta, I wasn't able to start with my little yet, but I just got to sign my little. Um, so I'll start with him in the new year. I'm super excited about that um covid kind of gave me some reflection time to you know kind of uh start start looking at myself as far as taking more action on stuff um you know rather than right. just having ideas and thinking about stuff but you know trying to take more action and 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 let that let let you know let chips fall where they may but but putting myself out there more for things um the show first taught me that you know putting myself out there just for the show i end up getting on a tv show just by bullshit right. you know, thinking just <laughs> oh let's see what happens right you know, let's see what happens. And I got on a TV show. So, you know, I, I've been kind of taking that approach more and more of, man, if, if I put my mind to something, let's just fucking go ball to the wall. Let's, let's, let's see what happens, you know. And if you fail, you learn. Um, you fail, you learn. And if, if, you know, if I'm going down an avenue where I, I'm trying to hit an end goal of something, shit, keep trying. Keep, keep plucking away at it, you know, and, and you know, learn to see. Because that was my thing was I, was, I had a big fear of rejection mm. and failure. Um, that was really what I ended up learning about myself was I had a bad fear. It, 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 it hampered me in football, um, in college. Um, it, it ended up hampering me, um, uh, kind of post, uh, when I graduated, you know, not really being able to take, um, take those actions just because I was like, man, what if I failed? Then I'll let people down. Then, you know, I, I won't be good. Um, but, you really have to say fuck that and 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 go for things man because that's how that's that's what life is at the end of the day man you 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 go for things and you you find a purpose and you you shoot for it and if you fail that's okay that's how we learn literally that's how we learn um trial and error you know um when and that's why uh fitness became such a thing Mm. for me was because uh that's that's how we grow you know is right You, you know you train to fail you know, you, you go for a one rep max and you don't fucking get it. But now you know, okay, that's what I'm trying to get to. And then you work the next, you know, four weeks, month to see if you can surpass mm. that now. 
and that, that you know that's how the human body works but that's also how the human mind and and life works is you you mm. try you push yourself you fail okay how, what are you going to do now are you going to give up are you never going to try for that weight again or are you going to are you going to see if you can actually get there see if you can surpass it are you going to put in the work to to um you know do your reps and go through your cycles and see if you can get back there to see if you can surpass it or are you going to go oh i didn't bench 315 and i'll never right, do it right right no that's and just quit yeah. is that is that something you know and that's what i end up liking about it yeah is that something that even like you know like as you've obviously developed more self confidence and, and developed that throughout you know your your life right are you do you still find yourself like you know i'm sure just like everyone else right there's always a little bit of self doubt you know not you know, depending on yeah. what it is, what have you found that helps you, you know, motivate yourself through or get through that, that self-doubt that, you know, that everyone at some point, you know, experiences, right? Yeah. And, and that's, that's the, that's the first part is that's absolutely right. Is, you know, man, we're all human, you know? And so you're gonna, it's never that you don't have self-doubt. It's, it's how you're able to use it, you know? So we all have it, but do you, do you let it hold mm. you back? Or do you go, do you recognize it and go, I'm going to do it anyway. You know, and, right. and that's what, and we, you know, people often talk about um, courageous acts. Um, and people think that being courageous is having no fear. But courage really is being, having the same fear as everybody else, but doing something anyway. Mm. You know, when you, when you see, you know, firemen, when they, when they see a burning building, they don't, it's not that they feel no fear about fire. They're human. They feel fear just like everybody else does, but there's something that makes them go that, that fuck that. Right. I'm going to go save that person, you know? And, and that's how you, that's what courageous acts end up being. But that, that applies to life too, you know? And, and I, I couldn't, I couldn't fear anything anymore and let it hold me back. I still fear things. Mm. I still fear rejection. I still worry about, Oh, what if I don't? What if I don't? But I had to start changing kind of my mentality of going, what mm. if I do? You know, and because the, the, here's what I ended up realizing, and it came from a lot of uh, readings and stuff I've been doing too, man. The same opportunities that you have to fail are the same opportunities that you have to succeed. So, you know, it's really kind of a retraining of your, of your brain to go, well, 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 what if I fail? What if I, what if I don't make it? What if I, what if I lose? What if I, what if I fall? Instead of when, when those questions come up, start asking yourself, what right. if I fall? Okay. But preach. What if I mean, I that's, what if I win? How great would that feel? How, how good would that be? How great would that make me feel? Because it's the same opportunity, right? If, if I, if I choose to, you know, run the hundred meter dash, um, I can go, Oh man, I'm not gonna, I don't, should I even run? Cause what if I lose? Right. You'll never, and yeah, you should I not run? You'll, 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 <laughs> right, you'll never know. What if I win? You don't do it. You'll never <laughs> what if know. I win the like hundred meter dash? And you'll you know? always wonder. I mean, you'll never know. You know, the bigger, the bigger, the biggest we're pre- risk. We're preaching out here. We're preaching out here. Exactly, exactly, man. And and <laughs> dude, that stuff, <laughs> dude, for real. And it, it all sounds like cliches. And you know, I'm 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 one to, to tell people. You know, it's it's easier said than done for sure. But um, uh, there's there's um, I'm fuck I'm struggling to remember. There's there's three three figures to um 
to to doing things in life it was uh motivation or inspiration motivation and action and we often think that the three things have to go in in, a, in that order that you have to be inspired to do something uh then motivated right. inspiration motivation they may be flipped they may be motivated then inspiration then action but um you have to be either motivated to do something mm. then you feel inspired to do something and then you but it doesn't sometimes you have to take an action you know to get motivated to feel inspired sometimes you have to be inspired by something to feel motivated to take action you know sometimes you have to be inspired to take action to feel motivated any of the three can go in any order but the thing is you have to do something you know and if if you're if you don't feel motivated and you don't feel inspiration take an action do something you know and and let right. that motivate mm. you let that inspire you um yeah i mean that's that's it's so true i mean when you talk about you know there and there's so many people i think that do you know they they get motivated or they're, or they're they're inspired but you know they never mm-hmm. take that that action step or that action risk and and i think that that says a lot and i mean we're getting into this conversation and this is kind of how we um kind of wrap everything up here like yeah so like the two like and there's kind of two questions and you <laughs> yes yes yeah, yeah. but Jen, i love the fact that you did take action though and you and you you you, you and you did it like you want to like that's i've always wanted to oh, yeah, appreciate you yeah. sharing you know, Dude, behind yeah, the anytime, scenes man. and, I, I love yes, really like, and yeah. hopefully we can get you back on yeah uh, and then the la- yeah so the question we ask this you. to everyone right mm-hmm. it's a two-part question and you kind of answered a little bit but it's you know what people or what person or what group of people uh you know have inspired you or impacted your life you feel like the most and like in what way and then the last the second part of that question is if there is a young Jalen out there you know what is your yeah. advice to um him? people that impacted me the most um man it's it's really hard to to not say my parents honestly they've um they were they were always you yeah. know very great parents man they're they're great parents to me you know um they're human you know they, they have their flaws just like anybody else but but they were they were present man they were present they were supportive um they they always believed in me and in, in anything you know they they reassured me at times where you know I wasn't sure of myself and i think um i think that that had a weight to it that i don't think they ever knew the gravity that it held in my life but it it was something mm. always about feeling like i had support i had people in my corner no matter what i tried you know what I'm saying? And, and, and that, that, that always kind of carried me through life because my parents became, you know, people I always felt comfortable coming back to, you know, about anything, you know, when, when, Hey, right. I don't understand this. I knew I could seek my parents counsel about, you know, Hey, you know, how should mm-hmm. I go about this? Or I'm feeling this way about this, or I just need, you know, to talk to somebody about this. They've always been there, man. And um, to, to go to your second question about, um, if there's a young Jalen out there, uh, you said, what would I, what advice would I give him? Um, right. Yeah. yeah. What uh, advice? I, I think it would kind of go along the same thing is take, you know, take action, be, stay one, stay true to who you are. Um, you know, you, you know yourself very, very well. Um, believe in that, trust in yourself, take action on things. Don't, don't, let fear dictate your life um and lastly 
Stop. Stop. <laughs> I feel I struggle to tell myself this still. <laughs> No, it's okay. I think I think you don't have to. Th- I think those are really good ones, Jalen. We don't. You don't have to. I think those are those are great ones, and you have shared and been so vulnerable Man, with us. On thank this, you so much. That's been and that's and that's what we want, and that and that's why this is an impactful conversation because hopefully, hopefully, the, the information that you've given um, and shared um, can impact you know a younger person yeah. or someone going in take that wants to go to school, yeah, or but I, wants to possibly yeah. get on the show. Um, I was gonna say I think more importantly, like people so, can really so, learn so much like, because the one thing takes, I was takes a lot. I took from this man yeah. is like even like people that you know seem like they're you know they they got it all put together and everything right. You're still growing today in, in your sure. self confidence, just like all of us, right? Everyone's still growing, and I think I think that's a big thing because I think a lot of right. people see um, people that you know have you know mm-hmm. are confident people, I, you know, you know whatever e- easily are good socially for the most part and all these things, and they don't realize it. Those people are they they have the same fears for sure. that everyone else does, right? But as as you as you attack and as you get through, so I mean, I think you know you sharing that, like Trevor said, being vulnerable and having those conversations, man. I, I and then it's been great. I, I'm so glad you got to come on and we got to Dude, catch up yeah, and chat. Man, I and, love uh, this. I know Trevor. I know Trevor avoided it too. So yeah. So we'll be uh, and then next time, next time when you come back on, you'll be uh, America's oh, next yeah, top man. model, yeah. and we'll be locked in. <laughs> and we'll and we'll, and and by that time, hopefully. We'll have all the video Ooh, going. As okay. Or I've been okay. You know, kind of hinting at it. Hopefully, we have a video so we get a look at Jalen's beautiful face uh-huh. and beautiful smile. So, <laughs> so, but no, Jalen, <laughs> for real, thank you so much. Man, thank uh, you. Trevor, guys. Do you have anything else before? Yeah. Of course, man. So, Dude, you guys no, no, are, you guys you, are awesome, so much. Man. I appreciate I'm, you as a person. So and I appreciate you guys you, have this uh, platform and put this together, dude. I, I love it. And dude, anytime you want me back on, I'm, I am ready and willing. So you guys have a fan in me. Beautiful. We'd love to get oh you. No, we want to get you and no, some wait, of your friends. I wanted to get the whole cast. And we, just did. Bring you. <laughs> we did. We did a reunion and everything. Hold on, but wait. Did y'all wait, do a reunion before, show? Look, I don't before, watch that reality TV, so I don't know. No, no have this conversation. Let me do this one. Let me see. Thanks, everyone, for oh, listening. Okay. I appreciate it, right, guys. And Jalen, thanks again. And goodbye, everybody.